This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others, so please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles and you can see the levels of support you can choose from. I am eternally grateful to all of our patrons. Last time we talked, over four months ago, Mary shared about how her life is short lesson was impacting her since her friend Lisa's untimely death. In today's conversation, Mary starts getting us caught up on the progress she's made, packing up her car and getting rid of loads and loads of stuff. Hey, Mary. Hey. It has been a while. I'm so glad to have you back. Uh, it's been months, I think, since we yeah. recorded so welcome, welcome. We've got light. It's a gorgeous day. We're so happy to be alive right now <laughs> out of the depths of winter. Right. So um dying to talk to you after so long. Um, every now and then you'll text me something and ask me to remind you to talk about it. And now time has passed. And uh, one of the questions I had asked you was, um, do we have an epic amount to catch up on because we need epic now after we've talked 49 episodes worth which is unbelievable to me unbelievable to me um but we've we've talked for 49 episodes and we're all cheering you on and now we just can't talk from week to week we never really did. It might have seemed like that to people because we had so many recordings kind of in the can before we released them but now it seems as if we need to see measurable progress between conversations. So it's been a little while. And I asked, do we have an epic amount to catch up on? And you said, epic upon, epic. So I want to know where you've been and what you, what's been going on. And we'll probably uh, end up talking um, for several episodes for this conversation. So. so we'll just kind of chunk it down and, and see where it makes sense to to stop in between, but do you have a place you want to start or do you not? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about when we last talked, I think it was before Christmas. Yeah. And I had just, I'm not sure, I, I might be rehashing a couple things, but um, did I mention the vintage guy that I met that took my stuff? Um, well, that's not descriptive enough. <laughs> There's been a couple vintage people. Where, where he came out to my car and I just let him take it all? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. That doesn't ring a bell. I know. It doesn't sound like me no. either. <laughs> you had gone to a store and they uh, directed you to another place. Yes. And um, then you, you found the bakery and the pizza and that, that was kind of a... Um, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that was a, an adventure for you because you, you leapt on something without having to go home and think about it. I don't think they wanted much of your stuff, but you talked to them about it and it was really Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my, I forgot all about that. I remember that yes, conversation. I was really happy and they were really crabby. 
the, the bakery people were, yep, yep. And you said, what's wrong with them? And yep. before you would have said, what's wrong with me? me? Right. Yeah. So, right. Oh, that's really interesting. I forgot all about that. Well, that was setting the tone, let me tell you. All right. So what's who's this vintage guy? Get us get us introduced. Okay. So stop me or at least clarify if, if you, this starts, if this sounds familiar. I will. But I, I for some reason, felt like I've talked about this where um, I was up in um, Anoka. And they have some antique stores there. And I walked into, I I came with stuff in my car. I was like, darn it, I'm going to find somebody. And I so walked You were trolling in. the neighborhood? Well, I had a hair appointment. Okay. So it was after my hair appointment, which is actually a good plan because you feel like, you know, hey, my hair's done. <laughs> I can handle whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I look great. I look great. Take my crap. <laughs> and so I um, randomly chose... Um, to go, they have a whole bunch of like vintage stores all c- grouped together, mm-hmm. and I had remembered one liked toys, and so I was trying to come back to that. And this is like maybe ten years after this time, so who's to say this guy's still there? And I walked into this little shop, and he had the most beautiful things there, and I thought my stuff doesn't belong here because his stuff is really like beautiful signs, vintage signs, like gas station signs or whatever Mm -hmm. and he had such a tiny little place and i said um do you buy vintage stuff from people and he's like well yeah and he says how much do you have and he's like like do you want someone to come to your house and i said yes so this doesn't sound familiar Mm -hmm. to you at all okay good and so i said yes and he says okay and i said um but i don't want to burden anyone. I have a lot of stuff. He says, you're telling me I have a lot of stuff. And he had so much stuff that American Pickers came to his house. Mm. Does this sound familiar at all? Mm -hmm. Who did I tell this to? (laughs) I don't know. Are you cheating on me? (laughs) Well, well, it was just an interesting thing because I even said to him, have you ever heard of American Pickers? And he's like, are you kidding me? They came to my house. I'm like, oh my gosh, that means he had a lot of stuff. I mean, they don't stop at places that are, you know, small. Okay. They go and pick through stuff. So we talked about it. And I could tell he has the same illness, right? And I'm like, mm, he's not the one to give my junk to. Mm. I don't want to burden him with that. And he said, well, if you're looking for someone who could come to your house, let me introduce you to this guy. He walks me across the street to a guy who, where you walk in, is floor to ceiling, knickknacks and goofy mm. stuff. And he says, This is the guy you got to meet. Introduces me to him. That guy, sweet as can be, comes out and says, Well, let, you know, wh- let's see what you have. So he comes to my car and I open it up and I show him it and I'm like apologizing because it's. It's stuff I've tried to sell multiple times, including that guy with the pizza mm-hmm. afterwards. And he looks at it and he goes, what do you want for it? I go, you know what? I have so much that's so much better. You can have this. And he oh. says, well, I got to give you something for it. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm really glad to get rid of it. And he's like, do you have anything in the trunk? I'm like, I don't think so, but let me check. Open it. Oh, yeah, I got all this crap in the trunk. So I'm bringing I thought it was all in the back seat. And so... We hauled my whole car load of crap into his place, and I don't even remember what he gave me. Something. Mm -hmm. 40 bucks, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's more. I would like to bring you more. You know, what are you interested in? In anything, he says. Okay. So I leave there. And when is this, This is probably mid-December. Okay. 
And I leave there so excited that I found this guy that I'm in my head. One of the things I described to them when they said, what do you have? I said, you know, I have these little toys that I don't even know what from era they are, where they're like little um, clowns and they hit the tambourines and, you know, the kind of stuff when when you open up the box, you look at it and you go, ah, and you shut the box again. <laughs> I got a whole house for that, full of that. And I said, I don't know what to do with it because I know they're valuable, but I'm not going to sell them. I'm not going to find the people to sell them. And I would just like to get them to someone who appreciates them. So that was what was on my mind to bring this guy, was these cute little vintage toys that I have. I don't remember where I got them from. Hmm. I mean, I used to have this all cataloged in my head. And as I've detached, you don't just detach from what you want to detach to. You detach from everything. Hmm. So I went home, and I told him I'd be back. That's really juicy, (laughs) that you're detaching in that way. Yes. Oh, I like that. It's kind of phenomenal mm-hmm. and it's it's those moments where i'm like who just did that that's not me who, who just said that you know i don't know what i paid for it i don't know where it came from it's so strange mm. but it's so freeing mm-hmm. you know how much headspace is cleared up mm. oh i can't even imagine i did some defragging <laughs> so you did some what defragging like you do for your computer i don't know if they do that anymore i i'm not in the loop but when you're okay, so when you use a computer, it uses up space, and when you defrag it, it recount, it re, it like sorts it out, mm. so it frees up bigger, mm. larger pieces in the computer for it to <laughs> you're to work. I'm defragging. <laughs> it's I awesome. Heard that phrase? It's like recalibrating. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I'm gonna have some of this stuff mixed up in time, but that was a, a phenomenal time Mm -hmm. because I found someone who'd be interested in my stuff and just that that interest is enough to give me the motivation to go through these boxes and get them to them Mm -hmm. well what happened is um I set a time that I was going to go up there for another event I can't remember why and I decided when I go I'm going to bring him as much as I possibly can and I loaded up the car and just hauled it in there. And I didn't ask for any money. I just said, um, there's some surprises in there. Um, I gave him the stuff that were, like, killing me. And I just, anything that remotely looked like something he could sell at his store, I gave. And he just threw me $40. Didn't Hmm. even look. And I left, and I called my friend, and I said, I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge. I feel like I saw... The, the the ghost of mm. Christmas past, future, and present, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a new lease on life. Mm. I feel like I'm free mm. from yeah, my crap. Yeah. Oh, the chains. It, it was, yeah. And I told him, I will be back. I have more. And he says, well, I can come to your house, but it doesn't seem like that's what you want. I said, no, I I need to bring it to you because it's just too chaotic at my house. So... In the midst of this, I'm going through kind of a spiritual battle. And I want to meet with my priest to talk about it. And when I come out of that appointment with him, these are the things I learned. He said that whatever I'm doing where I'm learning about God, I need to stop and just be with God. Hmm. 
that there's a healing ministry that he's familiar with, that he wants me to look up and go to a retreat, and that he wants me to pray every day. Those are my three assignments. assignments. Mm-hmm. So I take them very seriously, and I drop all these devotions and things I'm reading and listen to them. And the, the humor in this, which I can bring up, is he says, perhaps you are hoarding devotions. <laughs> said that I was like oh my gosh that's so true (laughs) it's in my blood (laughs) (laughs) and he also said which was really amazing you know that's so insightful I know it's very insightful wow and you know I've been going to therapy for a long time and and so I feel kind of confident about talking about my hoarding and um he's and I was so nervous talking to him that I was trying to tell him often if I say I'm doing a podcast it sounds like I'm following a podcast people don't get that I'm in the podcast mm. and so I was trying to tell him about that to say I'm, I'm opening up about the hoarding I really want to get at this I couldn't even think of the name of the podcast <laughs> I mean I was so nervous wow. and it was because it was such a big deal uh-huh. and so he said do you know what's behind your hoarding and I said well, kind of like looking for love in all the wrong places. I was searching and buying to to comfort myself. And if you looked around at everything, everything I purchased was to, um, there was something shiny and new and cute or whatever. And I haven't shopped in a long time. I don't shop like that. And he said, um, it's because you don't believe you're lovable. Mm. And it it rang so true. And he said, that's why I want you to go to this healing retreat. Hmm. He says, you believe in that lie. It's not, it's not true. So I came out of that meeting, and I was like, whoa, do I need to listen to him? Mm-hmm. And so I took him seriously, and um, I started um, praying every day, which is very hard for me because... I the most I do every day is get dressed, and that's because it's embarrassing to be naked. <laughs> but anything else is not a habit. Mm. I don't have habits. Mm. So <clears throat> I took him very seriously, and I um, started looking up the street to see if it was um, in the in the vicinity at any time, and it was set for February. And we go through uh, Christmas. And I can't wait till all that festivities is over so I can bring some more stuff to different places. Mm-hmm. So I started um, working on items for the Langdon, which is the my my friend's store. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still taking Christmas stuff, so I, I brought that up until Christmas Day. And it, I know. And it was crazy because I, I had this little... Um, music box that I held on to from my store. So probably had it since 2005, 2006. And it's just this little music box of St. Francis with these little, like little bunnies and cute little animals around him. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember what the song is. 
And did I ever have it see the light of day? No, it's been in a box forever. And I've had this gut feeling to bring it that day. And while we're standing there at the desk, a customer comes in and says, hey, I'm trying to make amends with my sister, and she loves music boxes. Do you guys have any? And she's like, no. And I go, I do. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. (laughs) And he bought it right there. It still had the price tag on from my (laughs) store. And she's like, I would have charged more. (laughs) But he bought it for that. So it, it was just... A, a whirl, whirlwind mm. of events. And what I was starting to learn is charity is the antidote to hoarding. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And if I was ever going to get out of my mess, I have to quit worrying about what mm-hmm. they're going to bring me for money. Mm-hmm. And I have to just bless people with stuff. Mm. Ooh, wow. <laughs> so the man who's up in Anoka has this store. He says to me, well, if you have any clothing, I have a daughter that has a store in Minneapolis that you should check out. And I went and checked out her store. If I have any clothing. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Let me check when I get home right. and see if I do. <laughs> and come January... I think the first week of January, I could not wait to bring her stuff. And I had my car loaded, and I show up, and her husband and her both run this store. And when he's there, he's got a record collection. Boy, does he like to play that music loud. Mm. (laughs) And Mm. so I'm trying to talk to him (laughs) over this music, and I'm just saying, I have clothing, and I'd like to meet your wife. And, you know, and he's like, well, she's... She's not available until this time, and I said, I'll, I'll try to come back. So I come back a few days later, and I bombard her with all these clothes. I figure, you know, I'll bring them in, she'll pick what she wants, I'll bring them out, and whatever's left, I'll give to Goodwill. She took it all. Mm. She said she didn't have much to pay me, and I said, ah, that's okay. I just needed like an enticement to get paid a little bit just to give me the motivation to get out of my house. But I'm even more motivated that she's interested in eclectic stuff. And she bought everything. Wow. And we agreed that we would try to meet again in February, mid-February with spring items. Mm. And so we come out of the back room after she's gone through it. She goes, I'm going to give you $40. Is that okay? And I'm like, sure. And she says, okay. And she goes back to the desk and she doesn't have a check. She doesn't have any cash, and she can't give me any money. And she goes, I don't have it. I go, eh, that's okay. Pay <laughs> me some other time. <laughs> and I get in the car, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so that's setting the stage for what comes next, and oh I would say gosh. we might need to leave the rest for the next recording. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, Mary. Ah, <laughs> I am so excited for you. So I have to just back up one second, and yeah, we'll we'll come for the rest. Um, but where? So the all the stuff you brought to the guy in Anoka was that coming out of your um, what I called your Chachki's room in the basement? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to visualize for myself where that stuff came the, from. The depths of the okay. So whenever I had a garage sale and someone came into my space, this stuff was hidden so far away from them, so they couldn't get connected to it because I was afraid they would snatch it up. This mm. was like top collectible um, 
stuff that it's funny because the more valuable or rare it is, the more anxiety it provoked. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what to do with it. I was kind of um, at a loss of how to handle it. It's kind of like a combination of greed and fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and am I going to make the wrong decision? And someone's going to rip me off? It's just an how awful... How much can I get yes. for it? And is that enough for it? And right. if I did it here instead of there? Right. Yeah, that's a... Kicking yourself mm-hmm. or, oh, you know, they they totally... Um, ran off with my stuff or mm-hmm. ripped me off. Mm-hmm. And what is the antidote to that is mm-hmm. to give it away, mm-hmm. which is radical. Radical. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So it came out of that room, yes, mm-hmm. or it was somewhere else? I've been pulling from that room, but that was actually in our laundry room. Okay. Um, this is stuff that I didn't want outside because the, the cold can make it um, start to fall apart. Right. So this is stuff I had protected in tubs in the house but was in the garage at some point. Um, ultimately, in order for things to disappear, they had to kind of travel into the house, get stored for a while, be thought about for a while, and then finally see the light of day. It's just kind of a rite of passage, unfortunately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's excruciating. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you notice the space after you got you Yes, because what, what happened is um, I gave up boxes, my favorite boxes, by the way. They all stacked really nice. I was quite proud. I should have taken a picture because it was really cute how I set it in his his um, store. But I gave him my good boxes, knowing that if I ever need a box, I'll get a box. And I freed up tubs of stuff. And so then it was kind of like as soon as a tub was free, I could put more in it that's going to go. So it was kind of like anything that was in a tub was a signal to myself that this is going. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's going in this tub is something I'm saving. If it's something I'm saving, I'm using it now. So it's all with that trigger to know this is going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you notice some space. You got rid yep. of some boxes. Yep. Um, and the clothing, noticing space in that room yep. from that Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how many... It's hard to tell when you're jam-packed to begin with. Yeah. But I think I would say, if you're trying to categorize it, I would say by this time um, when I gave her, a lot of that was sweaters, but if they were hung up, it probably would have been a rack of clothing, like a big rack of Mm -hmm. clothing. Mm -hmm. That made a dent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. A dent in an ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, gosh, you got me curious. This is going to be hard to end here, but um, we have taken uh, about the time we usually take yeah. for a conversation. So we're partway caught up. We will keep going. Okay. So, um, good, and not good luck. Congratulations <laughs> on that part yes. of your story to get us caught up. We'll talk really soon. Very good. Thanks. And that ends today's chronicle. Fear is releasing its firm grip on Mary, and what a delight to behold. Yes, we can all get rid of things, but if the fear is not addressed head-on, and in Mary's case, the fear of not being lovable, then it's a pointless exercise. I wonder if that isn't actually a very, very common fear for many. So, yay Mary, and yay for all of us working through the same thing. 
Thanks so much to my brother Michael Koppelman for sharing his gorgeous music. And thanks to you, our listeners who are cheering Mary on. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Facebook, and I promise I will not clutter up your newsfeed. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs>